On any given Sunday, a promise begins anew. This promise is between one member and another, between a minister and a member, between our children and us, between the church and the world around us in the larger circle of community. This promise is that we will cherish and promote physical, spiritual, and intellectual freedom. We will be responsible to one another for our relationships. We will never cease to explore new revelation in beliefs. This promise is that we will love the world enough to put our very lives at stake to help it be more whole. We make these promises because we seek a connection to others and to the spirit of life. We want to strengthen the access that James Luther Adams, 20th century theologian, talks about, what he calls the intimate and the ultimate. Those relations between one another, those lateral relationships, and between us and the larger mystery. We accomplish this task with a liberal message, recognizing that our freedom is inextricably tied to others. And the promises, our covenants, help guide us. So in many different ways in the life of this congregation, the people recognize that promises are the foundation of the community. You know, new members sign the book. Uh, agreements or contracts establish relationship between a minister and the congregation. The moving up of children in the congregation is a promise made from uh, the body, the members, to the child, to the children, for lifelong support and nurture. Every year, the congregation changes a bit as we welcome new people with any change in relationship, that our covenants and our promises change just a little bit. These are all acts of commitment between the one and the many. And these promises and the living of them must be intentional. They cannot be automatic or simply written on a list of bullet points and checkmarked off of a list. There is no automatic switch or performance on demand when we're talking about how are we to live together. The start of a new ministry or the greeting of visitors is not merely the people being brought to the congregation, it's also the congregation being willing to go to the people. It's the making of a new promise within the larger one that comes every Sunday. It is no less than to say yes to what we hope will be years together in service to our beloved community and to the larger spirit of which we are a part. So we make that deal, we engage on a particular Sunday and say yes to each other. And then, and then what? So beginning tomorrow, how shall that promise be so lived? I wanna, that's what I want to talk about this morning. Not the glories of any one day or any particularly significant event or one particular Sunday, but tomorrow is the test. The next Sunday after that is the measure, the 52 and the 104 Sundays. Each are signs of how the church lives that promise between one member and another, between the minister and the members, 
between our children and us, between us and the world. It is the nature of the liberal religious promise to be renewed in truly every moment. We do not depend solely on what has come before. It is the nature of Unitarian Universalism to be a living tradition. And it is the nature of this liberal religion to be a tradition that keeps looking towards tomorrow. It is the nature of religion itself to help us find where we are with others and our ultimate concerns. Now, to better understand why we make such promises and talk about living in covenant, let me say a little bit more about that intimate and the ultimate. So the intimate, the lateral, and the ultimate help define two axes along which we both experience reality and help locate ourselves in the larger universe. The horizontal is that interactive plane of human experience. That horizontal is what happens between us, the good, the bad, the difficult, the mundane. Then the vertical is that intimate subjective experience of well, the holy, some of us talk about. It is that also that dark night of the soul as well as illumination and revelation. That vertical is where we might go in solitude in our reflection, and is also when we feel cut off from the world and no isolation. Promises in the faith community help us maintain a closer orbit to what is our center. And the promises are guide stars to what we wish is the best manifestation of that intersection, that place we seek if we are to grow, to be better able to live what we cherish, and to be sustained, what though the darkness round us close. So how do we live these kinds of promises? Our very structure starts us well and uh, I don't mean our, our history of long practice of religious critique, though we embrace that sometimes with enthusiasm and, dare I say, zest. I start further back with the promise itself that our strength very much begins in covenant. We are in relationship with member congregations of the Unitarian Universalist Association. We have and do and will make promises with congregations all across the country to support each other, to learn and teach together, to fight for common cause, and at times to disagree. Every congregation has its own covenant, formal or informal, spoken, uns unspoken. And there are in fact some covenantal aspects of this congregation that help serve as North Stars those include elements of the vision, of the mission, and also the covenant itself. From the Reverend Kim Beach, the word covenant, he says, signifies a framework within which intentionality takes effect. And the Reverend Robert Latham talks about religious covenant as a compact among people, which states their mission and how that covenant will be transformed into reality by their life stewardship. I love that phrase, life stewardship. It is a religious covenant, uh, a, a commitment to caretaking and caregiving 
and being very thoughtful and intentional about all that we have been giving, given and all that we could offer. Now, a religious covenant is not the same as stating a belief or a purpose. You don't have to make a pledge to complete either of those. But covenant, covenant requires commitment to address its purpose. Again, from Robert Latham, while covenant calls for an empowerment of its vision, covenant empowers its vision with commitment. I'll say again. Covenant empowers its vision with commitment. They ask and answer the questions of why we are together and how we will be together. People are better able to articulate both the why and the how when a congregation, when people come into a congregation that has a sense of direction, that has a sense of what its commitments are to one another and to the world. And Without a center in a known, transformative mission, Unitarian Universalists can easily become worthy of that observation that we merely believe anything we want. A non-credal faith would soon become a set of beliefs without focus, without a deeply driving desire to say how to live that mission. But when lived, covenant offers identity, builds community, and gives good markers for the intimate and the ultimate. On any given Sunday, we have a chance to live clearly and with commitment. Ministry is covenant in action, Latham says, and it's the only appropriate gauge for measuring the effectiveness of the ministry is the covenant it seeks to embody. So in this congregation's commitment to love inclusively, to welcome abundantly, and to help heal the world, and to help fight for justice in our broader community as well as amongst ourselves, these are all places where we can find our center with each other and come back to again and again. I want to offer just a short personal story about Covenant, where how did I know that I had been become part of one even when I really hadn't found that word, that word of covenant. In the adult ed program, we're talking about religious language, and this past week talked about the haunting house curriculum uh, as a way of building and nourishing faith. Well, I want to offer the haunting house curriculum uh, has children um, kind of engaged through the lens of the house, becoming at home in many ways in the world. And in my case, uh, part of that program is building, building one's own home within the congregation through a series of refrigerator boxes or stove boxes. Uh, you can tell when a congregation was engaged with this curriculum because somewhere during coffee hour, somewhere in the fellowship hall, you'd have this village pop up. Uh, of these of these refrigerator and stove boxes. And in my case, and this is when the curriculum is for the kindergarten and first and second graders, and I had this experience of building my home within the embrace of the congregation. There's a picture of me, a Polaroid someplace, of uh, the stove box and me kind of peering out from underneath it. Uh, and there's a big blue bat painted on the front of it to ward off my brothers, because brothers. And 
And because this is a very bulky experience of creating this village, it was indeed in the fellowship hall where everybody and all the adults would have their coffee after church every Sunday. And what I figured out in that moment was, here is me being able to create my space and my house and my sense of understanding, and here are the adults and the rest of the congregation seeing this and welcoming me. And that was a moment where I recognized how precious this congregation and this community was and that I had a place in it. That was a foundational experience of covenant, whether or not I had those words, because I could sense that commitment and that commitment not just to myself where I was, but where we could go together. And I still love going back to that fellowship hall uh, on the Sunday after Christmas and offering the sermon uh, over the holiday and remembering being in that fellowship hall as an eight-year-old and feeling that all over again. The experience of covenant is one that, it can be a word that can be tossed around, not necessarily understood, but it's something that matters so much and makes such a difference if we take a little time and listen to it and hear each other's stories. Why be here? Why be part of this congregation? Why be part of Unitarian Universalism? There is so much potential and power in just paying attention to how our relationships are created and how we can build them together. Whether or not we agree, because we won't. Whether or not we get along, because we won't always do that either. It really matters that we are here and that we are here together in all the ways that we can be. It also matters that we find ways to recognize when we cause each other suffering and struggle, even, as, even when we've done our best to things, to think we've fulfilled our relationships. It's also growing up in Unitarian Universalism uh, in the, in some ways in that particular congregation, where I learned subconsciously a negative attitude towards Christianity. Now, I recognize that the adults did not mean to convey this, but they did. And I heard it and absorbed it to such a degree that when, one of, when I invited one of my friends to church and said, hey, we're really welcoming, uh, especially of other religious traditions, he said, you know what? No, you don't sound it you don't sound like you're actually welcoming because this is how I've heard you talk about Christians and Catholics and so on. And I had to really pause and think about that and realize that even in the midst of deeply held and cherished beliefs and even with dedicated, dedicated volunteers and even with going to church every Sunday, that we still there's still a lot of room to grow and a lot of ways to recognize how we have an impact on each other. And I had to also figure out how to forgive the congregation where I grew up, that I wasn't leaving anytime soon either. In that moment, I was able to recognize what was going on and choose compassion, even though I was pretty unhappy about having to unlearn what I had been taught. That's also an exercise in covenant, 
is recognizing where the stumbling blocks are, where the fallibilities are, and having both that larger purpose that covenant points to, and also being able to say, this wasn't okay, and have that conversation too, and figure out forgiveness and ownership of mistakes and learning from that as well. Those are all exercises in the challenge of being a beloved community, wherever we're coming from. That larger embrace is so much a part of our, the congregation, of this congregation, of every congregation I've been a part. There is so much before us that we can keep encircling and keep making that circle wider still. In taking that negative lesson from, that, from where I grew up, I recognize that that was a moment of kind of wounding of my experience of the intimate and the ultimate. But it's the heart of the practice as well, to name that and to figure out how to go forward. Promises are works in progress, just as we each are. They are beginning again every Sunday between members, between ministers, between our children and us. We get to recognize the full expanse of human experience, all the wonderfulness and all the fallibility, and create a living tradition that truly goes beyond any one particular circle. We know as much as we must accept and encourage and uh, care for one another, we get to be part of a much larger whole, that infinite sense of um, the immediate and the ultimate. And to be part of a much greater covenant. Because in being part of these Unitarian Universalist congregations, of the one I grew up in, I know that I am part of a much larger commitment. I know that I am here to be saved from ignorance, to be saved from isolation, and to be saved from fear. I am here to play as large a part as I can and not shrink or reduce or give in to temptation to hide. I believe one of the best definitions of love is that I want to see the other rise to their potential. I want to see the promise of another person made manifest. That is motivation for a covenant as well, that we keep wanting this for each other as much as we want it for ourselves. Each of us will fail and fall and have to seek forgiveness again and again. Each of us will, have, will need to find a way to rail at the world and all of its injustices and still find ways to keep ourselves connected, centered, grounded in what is most important to us. With our covenant, we get to say, what is of worth? It gets to call us back to our chosen relationships. In the liberal tradition, it is to call each other each other to the free and responsible effort for the common good, for the world community, for the beloved community that is at once around us and yet to be accomplished. Unitarian Universalism is a place of comfort 
I'll tell you, but not of ease. This too is part of that covenant. Our Sunday promises are not about being safe and satisfied within a small circle. Our liberal promise is that we bring it out into the world. We can let our Sabbath be a time of rest and recovery, and yet there also must be moments when we leave dissatisfied, wanting more, and knowing that we can do something more together. As James Luther Adams reminds us, by their groups you shall know them. We bring tradition, reason, and experience to the questions of our time, pass them through the fire of thought and spirit, and then show our response to the world, saying, this is what we're about. This is what we proclaim. Nothing less than the beloved community can or will ultimately satisfy those who are free and those who recognize that we are all in this together. This gets to be our ministry in action. Promise is not just about Sundays, of course. It is about every day, year after year. It's how about the covenant is in us when we leave our immediate gathering and go out into the world. It's about the answer to the questions that come any day of the week. Each Sunday, we get to practice our promises between one member and another, the minister and the members, between our children and us, between ourselves and the larger society at large, and put this into action. This promise is that we will so love the world, we will risk our lives to help it become more whole. This promise, knowing if it is well lived, that we are liberated and others are liberated with us. On any given Sunday, on any given day, let this promise be fulfilled in us. So may it be. Amen.